to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Laura Neustadter was one of the first people hired when Reese Witherspoon launched her Hello Sunshine content banner in late 2016. As head of film and TV, Neustadter has been a key architect of the company where the mission is to put women at the center of their own stories, as Lauren explains. Neustadter is a seasoned development executive who worked for 20th Century Fox on the film side and for Fox Broadcasting Co. on the TV side before joining Hello Sunshine. Our conversation touches on everything from how Hello Sunshine crafts its deals to what the company looks for to ensure that projects are a good fit with its mission. And she's candid about how hard it is to handle what can be the toughest gut call of all, making sure that a project is spared the purgatory of development hell without ever getting made. Lauren Neustadter, head of TV and film for Hello Sunshine, one of the industry's most bustling production banners. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Uh, Well, Lauren, Hello Sunshine, led by the indefatigable Reese Witherspoon, has hit the town like a meteor. You have, uh, the company has generated so much content, a lot of TV series, a lot of TV content, a lot of digital content, everything from Reese hosting, uh, you know, a book club type show to really, you know, major Emmy nominated productions like Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, you know, many other shows that are in the works. How, and you've been with the company since early 2017. How have you, tell us about your growth curve because you have really ramped up on content. How have you managed this kind of explosion for Hello Sunshine? Well, we have a lot of fun and we love our jobs. I think that's kind of the key, to be honest. I mean, I feel so privileged that I get to do what I do. I felt so honored and excited when Reese called me and asked if I would be interested in working with her in this new company. She and I actually worked on a movie together about a decade ago. And it was very nice that she remembered me. It was very nice that she called. But we really, you know, I think we were able to hit the ground running in the way that we did because of how incredibly prolific she was already being in the industry as a producer. I mean, if you think about Wild, if you think about Big Little Lies, I think in in addition to being this extraordinary actress, she had really put herself on the map as a formidable producer. And mm-hmm. so when I came in to work with her at Hello Sunshine, it was really about sharpening our mission, defining our brand, and then finding material that felt like it embodied who we wanted to be in the marketplace. And I think we've had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, we work really hard. We probably don't sleep enough, uh, but we're, we're very driven by this mission to put women at the center of stories. And, you know, it's, it's a privilege to, to do it across different mediums. Do you feel like the company now has gotten over the kind of that hurdle of, oh, it's Reese Witherspoon's company. Sure. I'd love to have a meeting with Reese versus like, this is a formidable company coming in with great material and a great track record. We're really going to take this seriously. I don't mean that as condescending as it sounded, but do you feel like with your track record now that Hello Sunshine, like you are, that Hello Sunshine is appreciated as a production company unto itself that, you know, 
happens to be led by Reese Witherspoon, but your track record is such that, you know, your work stands on its own. I really do. I think we have an unbelievable team. And I think that, you know, in the three plus years that we've been doing it, you know, I, I think we all work really hard. I think a really key piece is that Reese is always dialed in. It isn't, there isn't actually a separation between Reese and the company. We're inextricably linked. She is, you know, she's incredible because I, that, that phrase that's empowered women empower women. Uh, I've sent her, I remember when I saw that on an Instagram post and I messaged it to her and I was like, this is you, um, you know, but I do think she's incredible because she is not afraid to surround herself with talented people, not just women. Uh, you know, we're again, a very representative company, but she surrounds herself with talented, hardworking people and she empowers them to do their jobs. At the same time, she's incredibly dialed in. So she's, she's in the meetings, she's in the pitches. She's, when she loves a book and, and I'm taking it out, she'll send the email because she wants to send the email because she cares so much about the project. So I think it is really, she is, I think, I think and hope we're taken seriously as a, a true production company because we are all true producers, especially Reese. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there something, I noticed that you have obviously had great success in adapting books. Is there something about the type of storytelling that you are most, that Hello Sunshine is most attracted to, that you're finding that in novel form more so than spec scripts or pitches that come in from showrunners? Well, we're really open to all of it. I think we really love books. I think Reese loves books the most. I mean, she reads, I can't even keep up. She reads so much and, you know, she just devours material. And so a lot of, a lot of the conversations that we'll have, she'll say, I'm reading this, or are you reading it? And obviously also we'll get, you know, Little Fires is a great example of, we got an unpublished manuscript in May of 2017. And we both read it immediately and we dove in, we got in there with Celeste Ng and we said, we love this book we would love to bring it to life. And there we went on that journey, you know, and, and here we are now. And so I think it is, you know, books are spectacular when you read them and then you're immersing yourself in the world and you're investing yourself in those characters. And a lot of times when you read the book, the show or the movie is so clear that you, you know, it's, it just gives you something to sink your teeth into, but also an opportunity to pair with a writer, with a screenwriter, who will bring their own point of view to it in bringing it to life, which I think is so exhilarating. And then, you know, yes, certainly we read spec scripts. Uh, we recently encountered a spec script that we absolutely love, um, that, that we packaged, you know, and, and hope to be making a show uh, of that one soon. But, you know, spec scripts are always wonderful um, when we connect with them, and obviously, you know, articles are really great, true stories. I had an amazing meeting with just an incredible, incredible woman. And you talk to somebody for two hours and you hear about their life and you go, that's a movie. So, you know, it's nice. I think it's really just about finding stories that inspire us. I will be honest and say, pitches are more challenging. Um, from the, you know, from the sort of business side of it, thinking about, we fall in love with a pitch when we hear it. 
to is it getting made? It's an interesting thing to observe that that conversion rate is lower. And we've really mm -hmm. thought a lot about it because the writers are incredibly talented. But one of the things that we've talked about is I think sometimes when it's just a verbal pitch, it's so subjective. You're hearing it differently than the buyer is hearing it, or they've got a bucket that they need to fill and this kind of fits into it, but they're trying to morph it into something else and it's not how the writer sees it. And I, I just think when you actually have something with words on paper, it's a great jumping off point because everybody is, is able to articulate the way that they see it and the way that mm -hmm. they experience it. And I think it actually just helps make the journey a little bit easier along the road. So we're very, very selective about the pitches. Mm -hmm. that's, an inter that's an interesting distinction. Um, tell me, for a time, the Hello Sunshine had an overall deal with ABC Studios. And that, you know, that then in an overall deal, you have kind of had studio home and you, you have certain lanes, although I know, you know, the larger studios do like to go into different, they, they go onto different network freeways from time to time. But as I understand now, now you're kind of a free agent. And is that, is that a better situation for you than being tied to one major studio? Well, truthfully, I think that the flexibility allows us to find the home for each project that is best for that project. So it isn't like everything has to ladder up to one group of people. I mean, again, you go back to everything being subjective, right? That you might love a book and I might not connect with it. And so for us, when we find a piece of material and we absolutely love it, not being tied to any one place, we're able to take it out to the town and actually feel who connects with it in the way that we connect with it, who connects with it in the way that the writer has connected with it, who has the passion to actually really be the best partner for us. And so I think we really value the flexibility and also not being aligned with one specific studio actually allows us to be aligned with all studios, where if we wind up selling to one place and they have a relationship with a studio, we can become a co-studio with them. Um, so I think it gives us opportunities as opposed to working for one particular place, we get to work with so many places and, and we've really enjoyed that. Do you tend to do a lot of development in-house before you shop it or do you shop it and then let the development process kind of unfold that way? Well, we love the creative process. We love writers. We love being involved. And so I do think we're very curated when we bring something to market. We always talk about that we do few things well. And, you know, I think... Um, it's, you know, it's nice when you fall in love with a piece of material to be able to be a little bit of a matchmaker, to find the writer that feels like the perfect fit and then to blue sky with that writer, you know, to talk about all of the possibilities to lay out the journey of the movie or the series, you know, however it is, whatever we see, that we can sort of figure that out together and lay it out in a way that feels inspiring to us and then we take it to the marketplace. We don't usually, it is, we don't tend to say we love this book, we're going out with it and then have a bidding war just for the book. And then we start going out to writers with a buyer. Typically we will, if it's a book, um, we'll option the book and then we will go out to writers as Hello Sunshine and we'll put it together. And, and many times 
we'll also go to an actress and we'll bring that actress in and we'll welcome her into the process of you know producing with us and then we'll go to the market together um and it feels really gratifying for everybody but i do think we're, we enjoy being curated we enjoy putting the pieces together uh, mm -hmm. so that's part of the fun of it i think and you clearly have the resources to do that because you know book options don't come cheap and and you know many writers out there like you know you you need so you you obviously have to have some financial skin in the game early on well we have the the skin that we have in the game is that we do we do option books um you know and i, I think if there's something where we feel like you know it makes sense we don't have a, a formal development fund um we don't have it isn't like we're sitting on cash to hire writers to do everything that is exciting to us i mean i think that sometimes when you're aligned with a studio that's something that you get you get that discretionary fund i think for right. us it's more about saying if we love this book we're going to option it and then we're going to give ourselves the time to put it together in the way that feels most right for that property and for that project and then we're going to take it into the world in a way where you know the the journey feels less speculative it's less about we'll option it and we'll find right. a writer and then we'll try to get a script a lot of times we'll take it out and and we'll you know we'll have the material and we'll be able to have a conversation about a series order mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely what you know this has been such a challenging year on so many levels um and, and for the industry not the least of which has been this this long standoff which appears to be almost over with the with the largest agencies what have you found to be really challenging about making deals for content development deals option what has been most challenging for you in the last year or so well to be honest the most challenging thing in the past year has been covid I think it's been, you know, it's it's just been this moment where everything has ground to a halt. I think in some ways it's given us time that we wouldn't have had otherwise, which is wonderful. But in other ways, it's sort of interrupted the rhythms of development. You know, one of the buyers that I was having a conversation with said the planes are backed up at LAX over here, you know, that they have, you know, they've got development that's just accumulating and they haven't been able to make things in the way that they would have been so now it's impacting their ability to buy some people are eager to buy and others are not really taking on anything new right now so it's been a very interesting time where we've had to really been di be dialed into we've had to really be dialed into what people are wanting right now if they're buying if they're not buying what they're looking for that's different than what they might have been looking for six months or a year ago um you know it's given us an opportunity i think to sort of slow down and and be intentional about the development that we have on our slate and also you know in thinking about what we're going to take out we haven't really taken we didn't take much out this spring and summer because it was it was a strange moment in time i think yeah. we do have some things we're excited about this fall uh, that we're going to take to market and I, I think we're so excited to do it and and look buoyed by the fact that we're starting production again on two shows this month which is incredible and and what we've really been waiting for so but i think that's been hard i think on the wga front to answer that question i think what's been hard is that we love writers and we love agents and i think you know everybody has a different feeling about it so 
what we've really tried to do is just be respectful of everybody um, all the way around, because I do think it's a sensitive time. And I think, you know, I think in many cases, the writers are missing their agents. And I think, you know, in even more cases, the agents are missing their clients. How do you navigate the question of ownership? In terms, you know, it, it's obviously these these shows cost millions and millions of dollars. It's hard to have the economic basis to to put up all that money. But given your track record and given Reese's, Reese's clout, are you able to, you know, hold on to a good good enough sized chunk to make it financially meaningful to Hello Sunshine in the long term, in the long tail, as everybody is playing for now? You know, the truth is, every deal is different. And ultimately, we try hard to structure our deals so that they're serving the show first, right? So that we're sure that we're getting all of the elements that we need to deliver it in the very most premium way, right? So as I had mentioned before, we pride ourselves on being in a few things well business. And so the truth is, every platform has a different model that works best for them. So we, I, I feel like we are so lucky because we have incredibly brilliant representatives who are thoughtful and who are innovative. And I think with each project, depending on where that project is going to be, the deal is structured differently. But yes, in many of our deals, um, you know, we are a co-studio. So, and, and that's, been, that's been really great for us. Little Fires Everywhere was our first co-studio production. And uh, now, you know, we're we're lucky to have a lot of those deals at the different platforms. Um, but I think, again, it really is, we think about the show first. We also just take huge pride in protecting the creative. So that's a big part of it for us, just making sure that we're delivering. You know, we had, um, there was an actress that was talking to Reese about a project recently, and, and she said, I want the Hello Sunshine experience, which was very <laughs> nice and very flattering. But I do think that you know, being able to deliver that is hugely important to us. Um, so, so flexibility and innovation are certainly key in, in the deals and also just in the process that follows. And is it, you know, you've done a lot of, obviously a lot of big shows for streaming platforms and there's a whole different sort of business model and almost licensing model. You know, the, the licensing money comes up front and you, you sort of, you know what, you know where you're going to get, you know where your baked in margin is in your experience, is that, has that made it, is that, has that lowered the barrier to entry to producing on the level that you have been and, and with, you know, to be a co-studio, does that, the fact that all that money comes up front rather than in a deficit finance model of a traditional network, does that make a significant difference? The way that we have structured our deals, it hasn't really been an impediment for us this far, but again, I mean, as, as we were, talking about uh, before we started the podcast, it's an interesting time. I think that our industry is really evolving. And so I think it's just, it's incredibly important to be curious and to be innovative and to try to see what, you know, what direction people are going in and then be able to, to move there with them. I give Reese a lot of credit. Like, you know, she, she seems game. She seems game to put her, you know, to put herself out there. And, and I think, you know, that, that, that is probably the biggest sign of confidence is being game to try something new that might, that may not work, but to, to put it out there, I, I really have a lot of respect for what she's built in such a, in, in such a relatively short time. Well, she really does. I mean, one of the things that we talk about 
at the company is being a DIY culture. And I think Reese really leads that with such confidence and, and the way that she and our digital team pivoted in COVID and started doing shine on with Reese at home, you know, and she was talking to, you know, she was talking to people that were impacted by COVID people that were being trailblazers in COVID, you know, bringing experts onto her platform to just talk about what was happening and what their thoughts were talking about what it was to be a mom that was working from home and struggling with the juggle. You know, I think she really does. She knows her audience. She cares so deeply about her audience. And I think she loves to connect with them in the ways that, that feel most right to them in addition to feeling exciting to us. So yes, I, I agree with what you're saying that I think she's really um, fearless and, and does, and a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Lauren, tell me about yourself. You have worked at, you've worked at high levels at, in film and television at Fox, Fox Broadcast Network, Fox uh, Film Studio. What, I'm, I always like to ask people, what was it in your background that prepared you, that best prepared you for the opportunity you have now? Well, I think to be honest, it's the fact that I was a buyer with the exception of one job. You know, my entire time as an executive, I've, I've been at different buyers. Mm -hmm. And so I've been living and breathing a buyer mindset. And then when I had the opportunity to join this team, I think I brought the buyer mindset with me so that when I'm evaluating material, it is always, do I love it? But then sort of stepping through and having conversations, whether it's with Reese, with our CEO, Sarah Harden, with our CFO, Liz Jenkins, with my amazing film and TV team, talking about, okay, we know that we love it. How should we tell this story? Who's gonna, who's gonna be excited about it with us? Thinking about it from a buyer point of view, so that you know, sometimes you fall madly in love with something and you just go, I don't know that it's gonna have that commercial appeal. I think somebody's gonna buy it because it's beautiful and we love it, but they're never really gonna make it. And is that fair? Is that fair to the author? Is it fair to the screenwriter? You know, we really do step out the conversations and look at it not just from a, a passionate producer point of view, but from a buyer point of view. Uh, and I think that that I think that's been helpful, and that, that certainly was, was that was my path. <laughs> um, that that must be a tough conversation to kind of have with yourselves. Like, is somebody going to buy this to buy it, or are they going to buy it to make it? I'll be honest with you and say that when I was an executive on the feature side, a huge part of the reason that I moved to television is because I felt I felt like I you know. I felt like it was disappointing to the writers. They had worked so hard. And I just, I felt like the distribution piece of it created a different kind of scrutiny. And it wasn't about, we are putting this show on the air, how do we make it great? Which is the conversation in television or on a streaming platform, right? We've made a commitment, we're making this. We know when this is going on our air, how do we make this the best it can be? I felt like, you know, when I was working at at the studio, there was just a different conversation and it was 
how are you going to sell tickets? And, and I thought that the conversations, it was harder to know that I would be able to make something that a writer had worked on for years and put their heart and soul into. And, you know, I, I felt, I felt very sensitive to the writer's point of view on that. So I think that is another example of how my previous experience informs, you know, how we proceed is we think about it and we say, sure, we'll set it up and sure, they'll hire a writer, but that writer is going to put their heart into this. And if it isn't going to get made, let's think about it. Let's really think about it before we commit to it. Mm-hmm. That and that, of course, though, that is really knowing that is where you're, you know, the ability to sort of size up the market and what do people want and what are they that that what are they actually going to make? That's where that kind of intel becomes invaluable for sure. And I'm sure your your long experience is you you can really you can probably read the tea leaves very well. Well, it's nice when you've had the the experience of being in the rooms where the conversations were had because then you can imagine what the conversation might be. And the truth is, we don't always get it right. Sometimes we'll feel really confident in something and it doesn't entirely work out the way that we hoped it might. But I do think, you know, we're very intentional from the outset. And so I hope that that means that when we're engaging a writer or when we're talking to an author and saying, you know, will you trust us to bring your book to life? You know, they know that we'll we'll do our very, very best to yield a great result for them. That's always the goal. You've obviously worked for some of the industry's largest media conglomerates. What is it like working now for a relatively small, largely female-run company? Give me the contrasts. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's truly the best. I mean, I, I have to say... It's just, it's extraordinary to work with a group of people who are so like-minded, who are so supportive, where you just, I know that whether it's people who are on the film and TV team, or people who are on the executive team, or people who are on the brand team, or the kids team, any of these teams, you just pick up a phone, and you call someone, and you can ask for advice, or you can talk through something. It feels like we're really all in it together. I mean, I will be very honest and say, as one of the very first hires at the company, I I vividly remember when it was me and two directors of development and one assistant uh, and, some, and some amazing interns, many of whom work for us now, <laughs> who are assistants at the company now. But, you know, um, we really started very small and now, you know, I think we are growing. We're more than 70 people. And what I think our CEO and Reese and, and the whole senior executive team have done a really great job of is just making sure that we stay connected, even as we branch out and each of the divisions grows, um, that we are sort of always feeling the heartbeat of what we're doing and feeling connected. Um, and that is something that I don't take for granted. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love to hear feedback from listeners. Be sure to tune in again next week when my guest will be Melody Hobson, media investor and co-CEO of Ariel Investments.